Hey, it's Dr. John Terry, the Black Belt Leader, and welcome to this Words of Wisdom Wednesday as we take another look at leadership insights from the Bible. Now, whether you're a person of faith or not, the Bible, 66 books spanning thousands of years of human history, is a testament to leadership, good, bad, great, and indifferent. Lessons learned in the Bible are applicable to our everyday life. And that's what we seek to do in this weekly podcast, is to have an opportunity to dive into the history of the Bible and to extract the leadership lessons that we can apply to make ourselves better leaders. Now, we're in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 5, and if you just joined us for the first time, Moses has just come down from Mount Horeb. He has had his burning bush experience with the God of the Bible, and he is now on his way with his brother Aaron to Egypt to seek the freedom of his people who are enslaved. Let's pick up with Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Now, anytime I read this particular passage, let my people go, I think of Charlton Heston in that amazing movie, The Ten Commandments. But what we see here is an important leadership lesson. And if you've ever seen that movie, Charlton Heston played that role well. But our leadership lesson from this passage is this. Leaders speak clearly. They don't mince words. Now, if you look at Moses' declaration to Pharaoh, let my people go. It was clear. It was concise. And it left no room for confusion or ambiguity. Pharaoh knew exactly what Moses was asking to be done, to allow the children of Israel to leave, to go to the wilderness, to hold a festival to honor their God. It was a very clear statement. Now, for you as a leader, the lesson is the same. As a leader, anytime you're communicating with other people, be it your family, be it with individuals that you are serving alongside as a team or an organization or a group that you're leading, you want to make sure that the instruction you're giving is clear and concise, that everyone understands this is what needs to be done and this is the outcome we want to achieve. Make sure you leave no room for ambiguity and everyone understands exactly what needs to be done. I think Dr. John Maxwell says it well when he says, everybody communicates, but few connect. When you are clear and concise with your speaking, you're not just communicating to an audience, you are connecting. There is no ambiguity when you have a connection. Let's move on to Exodus chapter 5, verse 4, and pick up our next lesson for today. But the king of Egypt, in replying to Moses and Aaron, said this, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. Remember, as we read the story and you go back to Exodus 1 and come forward, we see that the children of Israel had been enslaved. They had been put into bondage by the king of Egypt, who did not remember the history of why the Israelites came to live in the land of Egypt and had commissioned them by force to do the work of building the kingdom. 
the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh, wanted to maintain the status quo and continued to use his slave labor force to build his kingdom. That leads us to our second leadership insight of the day, and that's this. There are times when your leadership, your call to lead, may be questioned and it may be challenged. Now, if you go in and you read in chapter 5, and we didn't read all of those verses, you'll see that Pharaoh questions Moses' calling. He questions his ability to lead, and he questions the leadership goal that Moses has brought forward of gaining freedom for his people. Remember, the Pharaoh had a slave labor force that was building his kingdom for him. He was not having to expend significant revenue to pay for workers when he had an unpaid workforce that he could use and abuse. Pharaoh wanted to maintain the status quo and was challenging the authority and the authenticity of any leader who wanted to challenge that status quo. Now, the lesson for you is very much the same. As a leader, anytime you step into a leadership position, there may be individuals in that group or there may be individuals outside that group that want to challenge or question your leadership. They may want to look at and challenge your education, your learning, your ability to lead, your background, your experience. There's a variety of things that individuals may challenge and question. Your goal as a leader is this, to be confident in who you are, to be confident in what you've been called to do, and to continue to lead and lead well to the best of your ability. Now, let's move on to look at our next passage in chapter five for today. That same day, the day of the confrontation between Pharaoh and Moses, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. Now understand when you're making mud bricks, you need something for the mud to be able to cling and adhere to so that the bricks can stay consistent and solid and be able to support more weight. That adhering thing was straw. Much like we see rebar used in concrete today to strengthen concrete so that it is stronger, the straw gave strength to the mud and enabled those bricks to be firmer, stronger, and to support more weight. So now the straw that had been supplied to them to as a catalyst to make the brick stronger was no longer going to be freely made available. Now these slaves had to go get their own straw, but at the same time, not reduce the quota of bricks they were making every day. They were being punished because an individual sought to do something better on their behalf. That leads us to our third leadership lesson of today, and that's this. A cruel leader, an individual who cares only about himself or herself and the outcomes they desire will sometimes take revenge, not on someone who challenges their leadership, but on the people they are leading to prevent them from being able to follow another leader. They're going to make their life worse because someone else has come in with an idea and a goal of making their life better. If we look through human history, we see going back through the annals of time, despots and dictators going as far back as recorded history who often enslaved people, 
used cruel leadership tactics and control and often abused and used the people that they were leading to accomplish what it was they wanted with little regard or no regard for their welfare and their well-being. Now contrast that to good leadership. If you are a good leader, you don't use and abuse and devalue people. Good leadership values people. At every opportunity, good leaders look for opportunity to add value to people and to make their life better in some way. Good leaders are not characterized as individuals who use, abuse, neglect, or throw away those that they are leading. Now, let's wrap up today's teaching with Exodus 5, verse 15. Then the Israelite overseers went and appealed to Pharaoh. Why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw, yet we are told, make bricks. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. So notice the outcome of Pharaoh's choice to further abuse and use his people, and that's this. Cruel leadership often leads to division, to strife, and to quarreling. You now see an internal struggle and fight in the leadership of Egypt as Pharaoh wanted to exact revenge and take out his anger on the very people that he was leading, and that was placing an even greater hardship on the individuals who he had tasked to lead those people, their overseers and their slave masters, and now it was resulting in division and strife and quarreling. Again, we have to only to look back through the annals of history, and we see time and time again that despots, dictators, and individuals who are cruel in their leadership care nothing about the people they're leading. They care nothing about the managers that are leading those people. They care only for themselves, and they serve their own petty wishes and whims. And understand this, a cruel leader, as we've seen with despots and dictators throughout history, they can not only be cruel, they can be very spiteful, and at times they can be downright horrendous in what they do to their people. And sadly, and we see that even to this day as we look at some of the dictatorships that still exist in the world, those dictatorial leaders take great pleasure in being cruel and spiteful to their people. They enjoy the misery they see their people experiencing because in some twisted way, it allows them to feel elevated and valued. Now contrast that to good leaders. Good leaders seek to find a way so that everyone wins. It's a win, win, win for a good leader. The leader wins, the people win, and the task or objective gets completed. The goal of a leader is to move people from where they are to where they want to be and accomplishing the goal, the task, or the objective, but everyone wins. Everyone benefits from the work and everyone benefits from the outcome. Good leaders don't make unreasonable demands of their people. They know what they're capable of doing. They will set stretch goals, again, knowing what their people are capable of, but they won't set those stretch goals so far out that they know they're unobtainable. 
Good leaders understand what their people are capable of doing. They equip them to do that. And good leaders roll up their sleeves. They come right alongside them and they work together as a cohesive unit to get to the finish line. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's leadership lesson from the Bible. Now, if you're a fan of leadership as I am, and you want more leadership lessons, whether faith-based or general leadership topics, you're going to find both at two of my video channels that I update on a weekly basis, YouTube and Rumble. The channel is the same, Be a Black Belt Leader. Again, you can go to YouTube or Rumble. The channel is Be a Black Belt Leader, and you can access a plethora of free video content where I'm constantly adding leadership lessons to help you on your personal growth journey. I also have a podcast, the Black Belt Leadership Podcast. It's available on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on Google. It's on all the major podcast channels. You'll find a link to all those channels on the Contact Us section of my website. Now, let me direct you there. My website, beablackbeltleader.com. You can go to the Contact Us area and access the video channels and the podcast channel. In the courses section of my website, there's a ton of free and paid content that's available. And let me mention one specific piece. If you're a fan of leadership from the Bible, there is an email series you can subscribe to free of charge, the top 10 leadership lessons from the Bible. Simply go there, subscribe to that. It comes as a series of emails in your inbox and you get an opportunity to learn more leadership lesson from the Bible. Now, let me also mention that my social media channels are accessible through the Contact Us page of BeABlackBeltLeader.com. And on all these social media channels, Monday through Friday, I'm posting a tip, tool, insight, or resource to help you become a better version of who you are and what you do as you discover, develop, and deploy your own Black Belt Leader within. I love to say it all the time, don't just be a leader, be a Black Belt Leader and live your life with Black Belt Excellence. That's what you have been called to do. I'm Dr. John Terry, the Black Belt Leader. Thanks for joining me for this Words of Wisdom Wednesday. Have a great day.